When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of... In today's episode, we've got some stories to talk about. In case you aren't subscribed, you definitely should do so. Subscribe down there, hit the bell to get all notifications. That way you'll always be notified and get the Faneva news. I got all the scoop. Definitely subscribe, hit that bell, and enjoy. Okay, people, for starters, we got massive updates incoming for the Dragon Ball Super Superheroes film. We'll be talking about that. We got an update on that one-shot sequel to an old work from the creator of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. We got a little story that's kind of already been been updated but nevertheless it was definitely causing a stir over the week regarding naruto's new form in the boruto anime so we're gonna talk about that how it initially looked when it leaked and all of that jazz we got an update for the tokyo ghoul creators new series chojin x a parody that had a lot of people somewhat upset in the manga community we'll talk about it something massive that in the last 15 years was only done by three series in shonen jump we're gonna cover it we got an update for shaman king we got the weekly shonen magazine author comments we got the sales for some of shonen jump's latest volumes we got a cover for the big volume 100 of detective conan we got an update on the very huge story that's been ongoing for about a year or so now regarding the founder of ufotable and tax evasion and all sorts of craziness we got an update on hikaru no go's big celebration that's a work from one half of the creators of death note we got a big story regarding a lawsuit that is incoming to a massive anime figure distributing company. We got a couple of pieces of Demon Slayer news, including the Mugen film coming to Blu-ray over here, alongside Universal Studios, and just in general, some big stuff happening with Demon Slayer. We got an update on Sword Online Progressive's movie, including a new trailer. We got a Dragon Ball Z Dokkan update. We got an update on Manga Plus, and one of the editors speaking out regarding how it's expanding, but also there seems to be, according to some of this information, potentially some financial issues on the horizon with translations we got some updates for baki we got an update on ayakashi triangles popularity poll jujutsu kaisen fans are very upset based on the reveal for the upcoming manga volume people are not happy at all about the cover we've got the weekly shonen jump author comments and a massive story regarding demon slayer dwarfing the competition in another realm that it doesn't even make sense sometimes to be honest with you and yeah people those are the stories we have for today's episode without further ado let's jump into to another exciting episode of Whatever News. The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. No matter how you
Okay, people, so first up, we got a story regarding Dragon Ball Super's upcoming film, Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Apparently, we're going to be getting a lot more details here soon. I want to say at New York Comic Con, let's read the article because, yeah, we only got that small little CGI trailer, and it's been a while. Let's read. Dragon Ball Super Superhero is coming to New York Comic Con. Dragon Ball Super is ready to bring out some big news next month. In just a few weeks, New York Comic Con will get underway, and the event is expected to gather fans in person amidst the pandemic. As you might expect, the event has started confirming panels for guests, and it turns out Dragon Ball Super Superhero will take the stage. The information comes straight from Dragon Ball's team. Over on Twitter, Goku informed fans he will attend NYCC this year for a special panel. After all, the Saiyan wants to show off his next movie, and he will do so with several actors and producers at hand. According to NYCC, the Dragon Ball Super Superhero special panel will take place on Thursday, October 7th. The afternoon panel will go down on the main stage, and it plans to include English voice actors like Ian Sinclair and Monica Rial. And of course, a producer will participate thanks to Akio Iyoku, who will sit alongside editor Norihiro Hayashida. Since 1984, the Dragon Ball series has continuously brought exciting adventures to fans around the globe. NYCC describes the event with its talent and two fans are hoping Dragon Ball Super Superhero will spring for some new footage. After all, NetSeeds were first told about this movie in May and their patience for a teaser is wearing thin. The movie's CG styling has plenty of fans worried, so a sneak peek would go a long way in goodwill. At this time, there are no plans to stream this panel, although I'd imagine there's going to be some fans that are going to take some footage, of course. So attendees at NYCC will get the VIP treatment. You can imagine how buzzed the crowd will be after having not gathered in the name of Dragon Ball for months on end. But with NYCC imposing strict pandemic measures, we're all hoping this panel goes off without a hitch. So we're in September right now. It seems like by next month, we should be getting some news on this movie, which I ain't gonna lie. This is the least excited I've been for Dragon Ball films announced since Battle of Gods being announced back in what 2012 or some shit like that I was massively excited for that Frieza's Resurrection I was a bit disappointed with Frieza being announced but still I was like hey yo maybe they're gonna do something great and then we had the introduction of Super Saiyan Blue and all that jazz so I was like I had I'm on board we had the Dragon Ball Super anime return that was huge and every announcement after that was very big the Universe 7 tournament and the tournament of power Goku Black like and I, th those are just TV anime events you know what I'm saying then the Broly film was massive and everybody was excited and it was a great film this one the stuff that we've gotten so far like info about Piccolo and Pan and a CG trailer none of it sounds enticing for me being a a Dragon Ball fan that I love Dragon Ball for a lot of different things of course one of the things being action and shit none of that serves me as a Dragon Ball fan a CGI trailer I'm not a fan of CGI even if it looks aight which the trailer at best looked aight I want my what they did with the Dragon Ball Super Broly film like that animation was perfect that art was perfect that style was perfect I do not want CGI but we're gonna have to wait and see because as it's looking right now at the very least from that first trailer there's going to be some elements of CGI right but seems as though next month we will be finally getting more updates on this film hopefully it's a lot better than what's been you know presented to us again I still can't get over Dragon Ball Super Superhero there has to be some reasoning behind why they called it that way like because you know there's a Dragon Ball Heroes anime Super Dragon Ball Heroes some shit like that so it's all a convoluted mess to be honest with you they should have called it something totally different whether it be Dragon Ball number one hero or 
some shit like that. Ichiban Hero this. You know what I mean? But yeah, people, that's what we have for Dragon Ball Super Superhero news. Next up, we got an update. Remember, I told you guys about that there was a one shot from 1984 that Hirohiko Araki, the creator of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, had done. And apparently, they were working on a sequel one shot, one of the creators of The Promised Neverland with another creator. And I was just kind of like, what? What are they doing? Well, here's a little bit more info that we got so far. It says, Maho Shonen BT by JoJo creator Hirohiko Araki gets sequel one shot titled Model Shinchi BT and Ultra Jump issue 11 of 2021. So basically the second to last one of this year. That'll be out October 19th. And the art will be by the Promised Neverland creator Demizu Polska and it'll be written by Nisio Isen. And the art, it looks modern and shit like that. And the way they're marketing it, they're starting to less market it as a sequel and possibly maybe it'll be like a reboot sequel of some sort. Either that or again, you got to publish the one shot alongside it because yeah, I mean, again, the art looks kind of cool and enticing. It does give me Promise Neverland vibes because that's his art style clearly, but I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. It's still very, very bizarre that they're doing a, a JoJo creator's work from the 80s sequel. I mean, the art again, like, which is all we really have to go off right now, looks cool and all, but if it's a sequel, I mean, the only thing I could think of is again, they're gonna do a sort of reboot, but it's also gonna reference the original of some sort because other than that, I don't even know. Like, who does anybody watching this right now know what the hell this thing even is like hopefully it's good hopefully it's good okay next up over the week there was a little bit of controversy surrounding the leak or the release of naruto's upcoming design that was just released in sunday's episode of boruto of his new form naruto's baryon mode and in the magazine cutout of it at the very least it didn't look all that promising but i think this is a very very valuable lesson because some people were saying oh it's over his baryon mode is ruined it looks terrible based on this screenshot it doesn't look all that great uh, on the screenshot if you watch the episode episode 216 of boruto naruto next generations it looks great it looks awesome it doesn't look as good in my opinion as the one from the manga but it still looked fantastic i loved it so this is a very valuable lesson for us in the fact that we got to stop trusting these character design releases because one of the big things is that you're never going to get the full scope of a character's design based off a 2d cutout in a magazine when you know in an anime episode especially if it's done well something like this big or this scale when you're getting it in motion and fluidity it's going to look a lot different than just a still image in a magazine that half the time is like you know in freaking 240p pixels and shit like this right here is not going to serve justice again people were freaking out over it because they're like oh it looks lame it doesn't look as cool as it did in the manga but this is just a small teaser preview until you get the real thing and again if you watched episode 216 of boruto it looked great it, it wasn't disappointing and we've seen this already a couple different times where people were like oh no ishiki looks terrible and there was an episode where ishiki did kind of look terrible but for the most part ishiki's been looking on point we had the same situation months back probably even a year at this point with kawaki where kawaki was shown in the magazine he looked horrible in the magazine comes to the anime he looks fantastic they gave him the works he looks great and all that stuff so i guess we really gotta like just use it as reference for your mind of like hey he's gonna look sort of something in that vein especially if you've never seen the baryon mode before then it's like oh shit what is that that looks kind of cool but if you already seen it in the manga something like that you're gonna have a preconceived notion and then you're gonna see it in this you know little shitty scan of a magazine you're not gonna be impressed and you're gonna probably be disappointed and then when it comes to the anime you're gonna be like why was i disappointed again because 
we've already had three instances in Boruto, Kawaki, Ishiki, and now Naruto's Baryon mode of it looked bad in the magazine, people were pissed off about it, and then it looked great in the anime. So there's that, again, except that one episode, Ishiki kind of looked a little bit like, what the fuck was going on there? But you get what I mean. So shout-outs to Naruto's Baryon mode. Um, I rock with it. I rock with it. Again, it didn't look that great in this magazine. I ain't gonna lie about that. Like, it did look kind of shitty in the magazine, but as I said... Yeah, looks dope in the anime. Okay, people, next up, we got an update on the new series from the creator of Tokyo Ghoul, Sui Ishida. His series is called Chojin X. In case you don't know about it, I want to say it's about nine chapters deep at this point. Maybe I'm off on that. Maybe it's less, but it's somewhere around there. It has a decent amount of chapters. And according to this, it says Chojin X will be properly serialized in Young Jump starting in issue 46 so it seems as though potentially it's been like irregularly released and now it's going to have a regular release i'm not exactly sure what is meant by it's going to be properly serialized is it that they're going to have a schedule for him from now on or is it that they haven't been releasing the chapters at all and now they're going to start putting it in because it's been digitally released like irregularly as hell it's just like hey here's a chapter there here's a chapter there to be honest with you that's why i haven't really been able to lock in yet because i'm like what is going on here? I'll be in the middle of my week and all of a sudden, hey, here's a big ass chapter of Chojin X. I'm not really that invested yet to be able to say, let me drop everything and jump to Chojin X. Although I've heard some great things and eventually you guys will get an update video from me whether or not it's on that level of greatness that Tokyo Ghoul was to this day. Fun fact about me, Tokyo Ghoul is one of my favorite manga of all time, especially part one. That shit hits to me very personal, very deep. I uh, I, I could go on for days to be honest with you talking about how much I love Tokyo Ghoul. So yeah. Yeah, Suishida's always going to get a pass from me of like, I'm going to give it a multiple tries. And it wasn't that I disliked it. It's just kind of like it didn't grab me enough to be like, oh, yeah, I got to drop everything I'm doing on a Wednesday because Shojin X just dropped the surprise chapter. So I'm actually here for it. Let's get it properly serializing Young Jump. Let's get it on a proper potential schedule or just in general, give a little bit of some type of regularity to its release. Because, yeah, it's dope for Suishida to have an irregular like, hey, whenever I want. But it would be dope also if he could have, hey, let's just say it's a monthly release release or bi-monthly release that okay it gives him the time that he needs but then also he could just drop us the greatness at the same time or something there i don't know they need to figure something out because yeah it's also not going to fly off shelves if he's just dropping chapters every once in a blue moon considering you want to get people invested early on like it'd be different if he was already you know 30 50 chapters in and people are loving it and then like okay you know i got the popularity now i could kind of slouch off a little bit unfortunately because you don't ever want them to you know just get lazy and shit like that but we're just starting off and it's been irregular as hell you know what i'm saying so again still shout out to sui shida shout out to chojin x i'm gonna get on it at some given point but it'll be properly serialized in young jump okay moving forward we got a little bit of anger i don't what the hell? The community been upset about a lot of things lately. But recently it was released the next volume cover for me and Roboco. In case you don't know, I want to say it's like a kind of gag manga where there's a maid and a little boy and some shit like that. And with volume five's cover, it parodies the first volume cover of My Hero Academia with the robot Roboco, I want to say playing as All Might, and then the other little boy being Deku, etc, etc. And some people were upset they don't like it because it was also done recently, I want to say, with the previous volume cover that they did a parody of Jujutsu Kaisen and people didn't like that. People were like, oh my god, stop it before it gets to my series, you know what I mean? But I think it's kind of interesting and cool. Again, I have not gotten into me and Roboco, just keeping it real. Like, I'm not invested in it. I never really checked it out or anything like that. But I will say that it's dope that the author is trying different things, trying parody works, which also, the bigger picture that I'm looking at it as is making parody work 
a little bit more acceptable. Just think about it. The more Roboco does these parodies and the more it's potentially accepted, similar to like when Gintama tried to do it. Gintama, they cut, you know, Sorachi dealt with a lot. The anime studio Sunrise dealt with a lot of, you know, lawsuits and takedowns and all sorts of shit for some of the stuff he did. With Roboco coming through and doing these parody works, maybe it'll allow for the Japanese over time to be like, well, you know, parodies aren't so bad if it's done in a certain fashion and it's not hurting IPs, etc., etc. So, yeah, let them, you know what I'm saying, do more parodies so that way it could be a little bit more acceptable over there in Japan in the minds of, you know, the next kid coming up of, like, what's wrong with parodies? Because as of right now, they're very strict over there about a lot of things, about fair use, about parodies, etc., etc. They don't care. They don't want it. Things like this help to, over time, with its popularity increasing, kind of break down barriers, in my opinion. So, yeah, I'm all for it. It does look wacky as hell. And I'm like, ooh, I don't want to see you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm not trying to see. <laughs> oh, God, a Black Clover one would be freaking hilarious. There was already, like, some parody stuff in one of the chapters about Black Clover. But imagine, like, a Yami one. That'd be nuts. But yeah, people, me and Roboco, Volume 5 cover. Parody is My Hero Academia. Wow. <laughs> okay, people, next up, this story. I, it caught my interest, and shout-outs to Shonen Saito because it definitely showed a, a little bit more of how badly they were trying to push Black Clover. Like, nowadays, it doesn't feel the same for Black Clover. You know, they let the anime go by. The manga is like a 15-page release every week. But in its heyday, Shonen Jump really wanted Black Clover to be that next big thing, and this is definitely another demonstration of that, but also a very big achievement for black clover at that it said in the last 15 years only three jump titles have had back-to-back -back covers of shonen jump one of them being one piece of course you guessed it one piece the big piece the best piece then naruto hello <laughs> i'm saying that was one piece's competitor it's only true competitor in shonen jump all the other ones it's kind of like well you know you came 15 million years ago you had a big explosion you're an anomaly etc etc naruto was the true you know what i'm saying rival to one piece and the the third one is Black Clover and that's kind of crazy like Black Clover you think you know especially people count Black Clover out all the time but apparently Black Clover actually had in November 21 of 2016 and November 14th of 2016 in 2016 they really wanted Black Clover to blow up because they had back-to-back -back covers of Black Clover and I want to say Black Clover came out if I'm not mistaken around like February or March of 2015 so this was about like almost two years out close to two years they were pushing black clover to blow up real heavy it's a shame that you know it is what it is black clover the anime is over now the manga never really blew up like it should have but that's definitely something interesting to note something for the tidbit of mind that one piece naruto and black clover are the only two series to ever have back to back covers on weekly shonen jump magazine crazy like if you're ever getting compared or being put in line with series like that of that caliber one piece and naruto you did something right something there shonen jump believed in black clover enough to put it in line with those two so just a massive shout out to black clover either way okay people next up shaman king fans now y'all know there's been a little bit of hoorah lately for shaman king and hit netflix i got the new anime going on and stuff well according to this it says a special epilogue of shaman king titled day after maze by hiroyuki take was published in shonen magazine edge issue number 10 and it will be included in the release shaman king volume 35 out october 15 2021 it shows characters in the year 20 
14. So it's called Shaman King Day After Maze. And they've always been doing a lot of different things with Shaman King. Now I think about it. Like, wasn't there that spinoff Shaman King Flowers? And then, you know, they did the reboot anime recently. And now there's Shaman King Day After Maze. So if you're a big Shaman King fan, you want a little bit of an epilogue. An epilogue usually is like, well, what are the characters up to after the series end? Like, you know, another time skip, so to speak, or just after the events of where the story ended off. This is that. So Shaman King fans, you might want to check out Day After Maze. I'll be honest with you. I'm still on the 2021 anime right now very early like I I don't know something about the new Shaman King that hasn't really grabbed my attention like the old Shaman King from what I remember I remember kind of being intrigued in it watching it here and there and stuff like that the new one is like it looks really good but I don't know maybe I need to focus a little bit more but yeah Shaman King Day After Maze new epilogue chapter if you're interested okay people next up we got the weekly Shonen Magazine author comments okay let's start off with Ken Wakui author of Tokyo Revengers Official Hige Dondism is awesome live. Itan Nastar brought tears to my eyes. I'm imagining he's referring to like a band of some sorts. Shout out to Tokyo Avengers. Season 1 of the anime just ended. I can't stop reading the manga. I'll be honest with you. I'm very addicted to the manga right now. Shout outs to Ken Wakui. I 1000% now beyond a shadow of a doubt understand why that shit is selling like absolute animalism. Like... It's that damn good. Yes, it is. Moving forward, we got Hiromashima, creator of Fairy Tale Eden Zero, Fairy Tale 100 Years Quest. He said, I got a copy of Unity Game Engine. This thing's bound to eat up a bunch of my time. He's really been into game development. I could see Hiromashima becoming like the, the soldier boy. <laughs> The Soulja Boy of Mangaka and being the first to full-on develop his own video game. Like, if he's grabbing game engines to tweak and work on games and shit like that, I could see him focusing his next story. Like, what about if his next manga is in the form of some sort of video game? Like, there's so many ideas of things you could do. Like, imagine a video game where, like... For example, the way they do DLC, but it's like from the beginning, it's a DLC based game where boom, you get to keep on continuing his story, his manga via this video game. So like every three months you get an update with a new patch or a new, you know, DLC, so to speak. That would be insane. I can see Hiro Machima. He's ambitious enough. He's hardworking enough to try some shit like that. So big props to Hiro Machima. I don't know what you're working on, what you're dreaming at this point, but... You got my support. This sounds really dope that he's, you know, he's doing all of this. Fairy Tale 100, his quest, Eden Zero, video, other video games that he's developing, character designs and stuff. And now he's he's on to something. Nakaba Suzuki, author of The Four Nights of the Apocalypse and Seven Deadly Sins, said, Super psyched about the Koshen this year. I don't know what Koshen is, but shout out to Nakaba Suzuki. We got Atsushi Okubo, author of Fire Force and Soul Eater. I bought Children of Morta to chill with while recovering from the vaccine, and it was better than I expected. I'm looking forward to buying more cool things. Still talking about that vaccine, lad. No. <laughs> George Morikawa, author of Hajime no Ippo. I got the second vaccination. Feeling a bit dizzy. That's awesome. I, I, I don't know why you're telling manga readers about that, but I get it. You're using your influence to uh, get people to get vaxxed up. Why not? Yeah, shout outs to the Weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. Okay, people, next up, not only do we have the Weekly Shonen Jump manga volume release sales, but also we got the top 50 selling manga just in right now, actually. As I'm recording this, I was like, wait a minute. The sales are out. We could do both. So for starters, this week, in terms of the Jump volumes, it seems as though the only one that was actually able to 
rank enough to showcase sales like on the main stage of the Oricon release is One Piece with another 426,000 this week. Everything else, Witch Watch, Sakamoto Days, High School Family, Build King, and ITLC weren't able to rank. However, the numbers were acquired for the second week of Shoseki. And it says Sakamoto Days has sold 18,000 this week, bringing its total to 33.9. Not bad, 34,000. Okay. Witch Watch did 15K, bringing it to 33K. Uh, or just, yeah, 33.2. Build King sold 4K, bringing it to almost 8. Build King's already canceled and out of here. And High School Family did 2.9, bringing it to 5.9. And ITLC was so low that it didn't rank at all. It just can't get those sales, which kind of nuts. But, yeah, shout-outs to One Piece. <laughs> like, yo, I ain't gonna lie. Those sales aren't great at all across the board. Like, One Piece is the only one that has really good sales. Everything else, like Witch Watch. Like, shout-outs to Sakamoto Days just because I want Sakamoto Days to survive. From the bit that I read, I really love Sakamoto Days but everything else like i could see over time majority of these things high school family i can see that getting the axe witch watch it's up in the air because i've heard some good things and it's selling similar to sakamoto days but i don't know either way shout outs to one piece <laughs> and while we're on the topic of sales we got the top 50 selling manga of the week 50 to 41 what is that at 50 monster ga afureru saika okay yeah we're not reading all that shit but 19,000 on the number 50 uh, my hero hanging on this is probably the last week that Volume 31 is on there with 20,000, bringing it to 680,000 total for the latest volume. Then going up the ladder, a little bit of Tokyo Revengers here and there, uh, rounding it off from 43 to 41 Tokyo Revengers. And I ain't gonna lie, I, I understand why. <laughs> I've said it, but I understand. Holy cow, uh, 40 to 31 is exclusively all Tokyo Revengers volumes. Again, another 25,000 a piece, almost every one of them, minus volume 31 that did 26,000. And then, uh, uh, 30 to 21 on this list again a good chunk is tokyo revengers windbreaker in there uh shit wow <laughs> yo is everything freaking tokyo revengers what's going on in here oh i think that's way of the house husband at number 26 selling 27,000 in its first four days not bad then 20 to 11 more Tokyo Revengers. We got Ao Ashi at number 17. We got One Piece Volume 99 still selling another 32,000, bringing it to 1.79. Uh, Yo Amushi Pedal. Oh my god, I thought that was Natsu for a second, that one character. Holy shit. Uh, volume 74 coming in at 14. Then some more Tokyo Revengers. And Way of the House Husband. Okay, in its first four days, this volume did 41,000. So maybe they put out multiple volumes at the same time of Way of the House Husband. I'm not really sure. But then the top. 10 manga, best-selling manga of the week. We got, let's see, Darwin's Game, Isekai, Non-Beady, don't know any of the... Okay, Boruto. Boruto Volume 15 in 10 days now has sold 102,000 with second week selling... Oh, it sold more than second week. I want to say first week we did 50,000, if I'm not mistaken. Second week or second sales week, it did 52,000. Again, bringing it, yeah, to 102,000. That's not bad at all. I want to say that's just on par with what the last volume did. Like, kudos to Boruto. Again, I wish it was like already at 200,000, 300,000. Y'all know I really rock with Boruto, but 100,000, not bad. Number six, still hanging in there, almost almost top five in its second week. You can't complain. Then Look Back in its second week did another 80,000. Look Back is from the author of Chainsaw Man. It was a one shot that they put into a big volume because it had enough content for it. Uh, then number two, Kaiju number eight, which it would have been number one both weeks in a row if it wasn't for one piece stopping it with 183,000, bringing its total to 515,000. 515,000 hold on that's in 10 days because some people was calling me out saying you're not accurate on it and 10 
days it did that. Meanwhile, the My Hero Academia volume, when did that come out? August 4th, and it's at 680,000, and My Hero was way bigger than Kaiju number 8. That's insane. Like, that's really, really good for a Shonen Jump Plus title and for Kaiju number 8 in general. That shit's gonna be huge when it gets an anime. It really is. <laughs> and of course, like we spoke about earlier, coming in at numero uno, One Piece with 426,000 this week. Shoutouts to One Piece, fam. It's been like, last few days, I've been really, Tokyo Revengers and One Piece has been like just on my mind constantly. So shoutouts to both of them, but especially One Piece taking the cake yet again, baby. Don't don't tell Big Mom that about cake, you know what I'm saying? Cakey! <laughs> and yeah, people, those were the Shonen Jump volumes and the top 50 selling manga of the week. Moving forward, this is an iconic moment, so I definitely had to share it with you guys because this is the cover of Detective Conan Volume 100 by Gosho Aoyama. It has reached 100 volumes at the same time as one piece oddly enough which one piece came out i want to say a year or two after i want to say conan either the anime or the manga came out in 96 i'm sure of that but i know one piece the manga itself started in 97 and the anime came out in 99 so it's kind of crazy that one piece got to 100 volumes before detective conan but you know it's a dope cover i mean it's a standard detective conan cover i wish he would have done something a little bit different to celebrate it but he had like the sun rising to represent i'm imagining for japan back there you know the home of the rising sun and it looks dope it, and it's just shout outs to conan 100 volumes it's crazy i love detective conan as well like i remember it's just that i was a big fan of the dub and when funimation released like they have five box sets of the dub i watched every episode mad mad times i i, I couldn't even tell you how many times i watched those episodes i know that discotech media has a new dub so i'm kind of like at some point, I'm going to get into that and probably watch Detective Conan again via their dub. And I, I don't know if they're doing the TV anime per se releasing. I think they're more so doing like OVAs and movies and stuff like that. But more Conan is more Conan. And even though I really like me some Jerry Jewel as Conan, adult Conan and whatnot... I'll settle for if they got a decent voice actor and voice actress for it. Why not, man? I love Conan. And big, big shout-outs to Gosho Aoyama for 100 volumes of Conan. This man's been working on this manga since, like, the mid-90s. Insane. Big, big congrats. One Piece and Detective Conan at the same time. Craziness. Okay, people. Next up, I want to say it was about June 2020 where the story first broke regarding the founder of Studio Ufotable, the studio behind all the Fate, you know, Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade the TV series, uh, Fate Stay Night, Heaven's Feel, Fate Zero. They also did the Demon Slayer anime recently, and y'all know how huge that was. Well, according to this article, it says, because this is an update on the story, Ufotable founder Hikaru Kondo admits to evading taxes, thinking the anime studio would not get in trouble. The trial of anime studio Ufotable founder and former president Hikaru Kondo, who is indicted for violating the Corporation Tax Act and the Consumption Tax Act, has started the the Tokyo District Court today with the first trial letting the defendant Kondo make an opening statement in regards to the charges laid on him. In the opening statement, he admitted to the charges laid out and apologized to fans and other stakeholders. It is alleged that Kondo moved income from the Tokyo-based cafes run by Ufotable to a safe in his home and made false income tax statements in 2015, 2017, and 2018, concealing about $4 million from the Tokyo Regional Taxation Bureau, who filed a complaint against against Kondo and Ufotable in April 2019. This is that Kondo allegedly evade paying around $990,000 in corporate tax and $254,000 in consumption tax, totaling more than $1.25 million. The amount of tax owed at today's trial is 
is higher than the indictment in July 2021, but lower than the initial charges in June of 2020. In the prosecutor's opening statement, they claim that the concealed $4 million in income for Ufotable, who are most well-known inside and out of Japan for the Fate series and Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, was to go towards future projects as well as help the studio in case any business downturns. After, Kondo's opening statement had the former president admitting to the charges saying he committed tax evasion thinking that it would not cause any trouble for the company and for that I apologize. Kondo bowed deeply as he apologized. Previously, Ufotable had claimed that the studio and Kondo had already paid $1.24 million in back taxes to the taxation office which over there and it was even recently yet again brought forth in Jujutsu Kaisen's manga over there 99.9% of people that go to trial are found guilty so more than likely Kondo is going to have to pay all of that I don't know if there's going to be any jail time for him or anything like that but definitely he's going to be found guilty without a shadow of a doubt that point one, he could fall that point one because he's a powerful and you know he got he got money and shit like that you know what I'm saying he's behind Demon Slayer the biggest anime out right now which we'll talk about later big big story about the Demon Slayer anime but he got money so he could very well fall into that point zero one percent of people but 99 9.99 uh, of people they're found guilty no matter what which is insane japan needs to change their laws like if you ever find yourself in a courtroom in japan you are a billion percent screwed know that that's why i'd be looking like going to japan i don't know man somebody could do something stupid and the next thing you know i'm there found guilty like no but best wishes to everybody over at studio ufotable the president or former president kondo this is serious this could get ugly okay people next up we got an update on he Hikaru no Go. Y'all know recently we spoke about that there was a big celebration that was about to go down for Hikaru no Go's big anniversary. Hikaru no Go is created by one half of the creators of Death Note. Well, according to this, it doesn't seem like it's the biggest thing in the world that they're doing. It says Hikaru no Go TV anime places illustration on the board for the 20th anniversary. October 10th marks 20 years since the influential TV anime series Hikaru no Go started airing on Japanese television in 2001. This series which adapted the manga series written by Yumi Hota and illustrated by Takeshi Obata into a TV anime from the anime studio Piro helped revive the game of Go around the world especially in the manga's homeland of Japan. To celebrate the anniversary of Hikaru no Go Piro released a commemorative illustration as well as opened a special website and announced a pop-up shop at Shinjuku Marui Onyx. The Hikaru no Go pop-up shot is set to open on September 23rd and run until October 3rd featuring merchandise based on the above visual as well as chibi goods designed by renowned chibi artist Mame Shinoda. The Hikaru no Go TV anime ran for 75 episodes. I did not know it was that long. Uh, from October 10th, 2001 through March 26th of 2003. And Crunchyroll currently streams the series in both... Ooh, I might actually... This is going to be on the watch list, even though we got a new season coming where a lot of stuff, which I need to make a video on that too. I know I'm just thinking out loud, people, but honestly, that doesn't seem like the biggest for 20th, you know, 20th anniversary celebration, especially if this anime helped to revive this game of Go and it was from one half of the creators of Death Note and it was a really big deal. They did 70 something episodes of freaking drawing and you know what I'm saying? With shout out to art, I always appreciate art and shit, but like a freaking commemorative drawing and some pop up shops for the 20th anniversary. Sometimes they be dropping the ball on these anniversaries. And don't get me wrong, it's not like Hikaru no Go is the biggest thing in the world, but he could have done something a little bit better than that. I'm just saying. But shout outs to Takeshi Obata. Um, yeah, Hikaru no Go, 20th anniversary. 
pop-up shops. Okay, people, next up, another serious article regarding a lawsuit that is going down against the Good Smile Company, which I got a couple of uh, Nendroids that are on reserve and I paid for earlier this year that I really hope I still get, and I hope this has no bearing on it because they're both from Chainsaw Man. I believe it's Denji and Power, if I'm not mistaken. I want my Denji and Power Nendroids. This better not interrupt it, goddammit. But no. <laughs> according to this, it says, Former employees sue Good Smile for distributing potentially obscene, explicit anime merchandise. Two former employees of Nendroid and Figma Toy Company, Good Smile, Guy Brand, and James Young Seek Kim, are suing Good Smile for distributing potentially obscene, explicit anime products and merchandise of underage characters engaging in false designation of corporate offices as independent contractors, tax evasion, improper licensing practices, and funding controversial website 4chan whoa brandon kim filed the cross complaint in a california court on september 1st after good smile had sued the two former vice presidents along with greg cia diaz in 2020 for competing with the company's merchandise business while employed there the former employees lawsuit states that brandon kim expressed their disgust objection and or refusal to participate in or be associated with what they viewed as illegal objectionable or immoral activities brandon kim claimed that Good Smile retaliated against them by reducing their authority and firing them after they had already requested to transition away from the company. Brandon and Kim had met with their superior, Enna Hozumi, in summer 2019 to discuss the issue of the explicit merchandise of the underage characters, stating them to be unethical, offensive, and potentially illegal. Hozumi later notified them that Good Smile would continue selling the products in question. Brandon and Kim claimed that continued exposure to this merchandise created a hostile work environment based on sex. They added that they have suffered as a result of Good Smile's actions towards them. Anime News Network reached out to Good Smile for comment, but they have not responded as of press time. Good Smile commented on the cross-complaint as compared to their own lawsuit as part of the state to Polygon. The defendant's cross-complaint, in contrast, is based on demonstrably, knowingly false and defamatory allegations. In 2020, Good Smile filed a lawsuit against Brand, Kim, and Diaz for allegedly stealing confidential information from Good Smile while employed there to create a new secret company for their own profit. The lawsuit refers to this as a brazen instance of corporate misconduct. Good Smile asked for $2 million in damages and also fired the former employees. Brandon Kim allegedly stole a contract from Netflix to produce a Stranger Things drive-in event, instead pushing that deal to their company, Imaginary People. Good Smile is the company that develops the popular Nendroid and Figma figure lines. Nendroid figures are small figures of anime, manga, and pop culture characters that are portrayed in a super deformed style and may have limited posability and swappable faces. Figma is an action figure line of anime, manga, pop culture characters that focuses on high articulation and posability. And I'll be honest with you, sounds like a lot of crazy shit was going on in those offices. First of all, if they were there, you know, stealing contracts for Netflix and shit like that, because all of this is allegations, right? We don't know who's saying the truth about what. I think there's probably a little bit of truth about a lot of these things somewhere in there, to be honest with you, my opinion. But we don't really know what's going on. All we know is that allegedly some people were caught stealing they got fired and they sued and said all along they were trying to get out of there because of these figures which at the end of the day you know a lot of these uh, anime figure distributing companies they have some very sexually suggestive stuff and oftentimes I be looking at it like I, what is this fam like the reason I bought some stuff from them is because it's Chainsaw Man I fucking love Chainsaw Man Denji and Power are amazing characters 
So I was like, you know what? Why not? I pre-ordered them back in February. I can't wait till November. Y'all better bring me my shit. I'm just saying I paid for them bad boys. But no, for real, like, it seems like they probably knew what was going on. And after they got caught red-handed trying to pull some fuck shit, they were like, oh, bet we got something for you. And they try to fire back with that lawsuit. I don't know. Best wishes to every party involved. It sounds extremely messy to say the least lad like holy shit i i'm glad i got no parts in that other than send me my chainsaw man figures i'm just saying okay people next up we got a few updates for demon slayer for starters demon slayer's film blu-ray disc ships in u.s canada on december 21st perfect time for a christmas gift funimation announced on wednesday that it will release the demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba the movie mugen train anime film on blu-ray disc in the u.s and canada on december 21st aniplex of america will release the film on a limited edition blu-ray disc on the same day the releases will include the film in japanese and english subtitles with the english dub the limited edition will come with an original soundtrack cd a booklet with staff and cast interviews and a digipack with new art by Ufotable. and of course the film opened in october of 2020 i'll be honest with you i will buy this film it was a very big impactful one this is one for the books just keeping it real a part of me is like i wouldn't mind having the aniplex one for collector's purposes and maybe resell value down the road or something i'm probably just gonna go with funimation funimation is probably gonna be like 30 bucks aniplex is probably gonna be like 130 or some shit just keeping it real maybe i'll get a copy for my nephew and my niece because they love demon sayer as well probably get that for them for christmas or something but yeah i i, I don't think i'm getting the aniplex one they they be gouging with them prices fam i bought some aniplex stuff some sword out online some fate back in the day Woo, my pockets was never the same lad and also while we're on the topic of demon slayer according to this it says step into the world of demon slayer kimetsu yaiba at universal studios japan have you ever watched demon slayer and thought i wish i could go there well probably not yeah probably not as the demons are rather scary but you can go there safely right now with the demon slayer corpse virtually at your side thanks to a new event at universal studios japan for the next few months demon slayer kimetsu yaiba is taking over universal studios in japan and osaka with a virtual reality ride featuring a familiar train ride theme a high-speed roller coaster and special vr goggles will seat you on the infernal Mugen Train alongside Tanjiro, Nezuko, Zenitsu, Inosuke, and Van Goku. You'd think that would be enough to make your Kimetsu experience complete, but Universal Studios Japan is just getting started. A wisteria-themed cafe with characters-inspired treats welcomes you to the Demon Slayer Corpse. Inside, a lifelike Gyu Tomioka stands guard against any demon attacks while you snack. You can also pick up a special map to take around the park as you train to become the best Demon Slayer you can be. And of course, there's merch including a child-sized Tanjiro Haoi jacket and a plush Inosuke fur cap. The Demon Slayer event runs at Universal Studios Japan from the 17th of September through February 13th, 2022 so you got time. Your ability to travel there might be limited right now but you can browse through the official website to get a closer look at all the fun and of course you can rewatch the anime yada yada. Um, I'll be honest with you I've seen something that they, they're doing recently with VR. I want to say it was like a Dave and Busters and this sounds like that where like you, they put you in this big hunk of freaking metal and shit and they give you like a vr headset and the person controls it on the computer and it almost feels like you're in some like zombie apocalypse i think the one that they had at uh dave and busters was like terminator there was like three different options you had and i think my niece and nephew i put them on there they were like playing terminator and shit so i'm imagining that's probably what they're going to be having with demon slayer maybe they're going to give you like some plastic swords and then they're going to start having the kids beat the crap out of each other thinking they're demons with the vr headsets <laughs> but yeah sounds 
sounds interesting. Sounds fun. Wish I could go. It's all the way in Japan. My entertainment is miles and miles away. No. But shout out to the people that are able to go. And later on in this episode, we got another story about Demon Slayer you don't want to miss because it's pretty, pretty big. Yeah. Okay, people, next up, we got an update on Sword Art Online's film. According to this, it says Sword Art Online Progressive Film releases full trailer featuring theme song by Lisa. The official website for the upcoming feature film Sword Art Online, the movie Progressive, Aria of a Starless Night, posted a two-minute full trailer featuring its theme song, UK Go, by Lisa Today. The film is based on the reboot series that retells the first arc of the original Sword Art Online novel series by Reki Kawahara. The Ironcrad arc, which includes episodes that were not told in the original story, the the trailer begins with a scene of Asuka Yuki Asuna looking up at a vision at Shibuya's Scramble Crossing and shows her spending time after school with her classmate Misumi Tozawa. Invited by game enthusiast Mizumi, Asuna enters the world of Sword Art Online where Misumi participates as Mito. The clip also depicts their fight against monsters and Asuna's encounter with Kirito. And I saw the trailer. It looks kind of good. I ain't gonna lie. I I've been hearing about this movie for quite some time. Originally, I, I believe it was announced as it was an anime they didn't say an anime film or tv series i'm pretty sure it was probably initially intended to be an anime tv series just my opinion and they decided somewhere along production's way of no let's just do a movie it'll be a big deal if we just turn it into a movie or something again my opinion because the uh, initial announcement sounded more like a tv anime but i wouldn't mind checking out you know revisiting Aincrad from asuna's perspective why not also the trailer looks pretty freaking good as well sort of online progressive the film and if it's coming out october 30th in japan maybe over here by the end of the year early next year we'll be able to watch it in theaters this is one i'd probably go to okay people next up just a small update on dragon ball z dokkan battle one of the very first gotcha games to really get me to spend some money well according to this to commemorate 350 million downloads frieza is scheduled to appear in shinjuku tokyo for a limited time and i'm not gonna lie uh, Frieza looking kind of buff on there, lad, but also that's kind of crazy. Like, uh, I wonder what the hell they're going to do with that after they get that shit out of, uh, Tokyo and shit, but wow, kind of cool, really cool stuff there. If I was walking through Tokyo and I saw that shit, I'd probably be bugging the hell out, but that's an interesting thing to do for 350 million downloads. On top of that, I've noticed the billboard whole thing now of putting up billboards is not necessarily for people driving by to look at it. It's so that people like this person right here took a picture, put it on social media, and then it's going to spread everywhere and it spreads faster. I'm like, yo, you seen that billboard and shit? That's the new purpose of billboards in 2021. So shout outs to Dokkan Battle. I haven't played it in a long time. I honestly wouldn't mind going back and playing some of that. Just keeping it real. I don't know how that would work because I probably don't have access to any of my previous accounts anymore but it'd be some fun to go back and see what the hell's been up in Dokkan Battle so shout outs to them okay people so next up y'all know that manga recently has been expanding like never before we have multiple services all over where you want to read your manga well manga plus is one of those places where you can read a bunch of manga in fact they have translations for tons of different languages however an editor from manga plus recently came out and said that Yo, we're growing, but it's costing us money. So let's take a look at this article. Manga Plus editor says the service is growing fast, but translation costs are high. Shueisha editor Yuta Momiyama, who manages weekly Shonen Jump, Shonen Jump Plus, and Manga Plus online services, highlighted the current state of the Manga Plus service in an interview with IT Media earlier this month. He explained that the service currently has 5 million monthly active users and that a new chapter for a popular series will get 1 million views. 
As for comic sales, he said that his gut tells him that 10 to 20% of sales come from overseas. He predicts that in about 10 years, there will be an even split between overseas and domestic sales if a proper environment for selling manga digitally can be assembled. Let's talk about that in a little bit. We'll, we'll get back to that because that's something huge. Although the Manga Plus service includes ads, he explained that the priority is making a manga's official version as easily accessible as possible rather than monetizing the platform. He said that the advantage of Manga Plus as a simultaneous distribution service is that not only does it preempt piracy, it closes the time gap between domestic and overseas reception because the overseas licenses for screen adaptations are currently very lucrative. The popularity of a manga on Manga Plus is now a factor in determining whether the series gets an anime adaptation. On the other hand, Momiyama said that translation costs are currently very high. He said that the quality of machine translation is still very low, but that in 10 years it should improve meaning translations will be out of jobs, adding that if we could produce high-quality translations in many different languages, it will be a game-changer all over again. He also highlighted the company's lack of operational resources for each region and local censorship as problems, saying that the company still lacks knowledge in those areas. Thus, it is currently difficult to make swift changes and adjustments as necessary. And of course, Shueisha launched the Manga Plus service worldwide in January 2019. The service is Shueisha's first foray into direct service globally. The service launched with 50 titles including 13 completed series the service publishes new chapters of currently serialized manga from shueisha's weekly shonen jump magazine jump square magazine and the shonen jump plus service at the same time they are released in japan while manga plus is free to download and use users can also purchase compiled book volumes for specific manga the first chapter and the latest chapter of currently serialized manga are also free a portion of the revenue from advertisements on the website go directly to the manga authors that is really dope last month the service Service removed its region restrictions for all languages. Readers can now select their choice of language for the service from English, Spanish, Thai, Brazilian, Portuguese, Indonesian, and Russian. There are 67 series available in Spanish, 6 in Thai, 4 in Brazilian, Portuguese, 5 in Indonesian, and 6 in Russian. The company also announced that it plans to add more content in new languages. Now let's scroll back because I wanted to talk about something right here where they said he predicts that in about 10 years there will be an even split between overseas and domestic sales if a proper environment for selling manga digitally can be assembled do you know how huge that would be how big how much that would help a lot of things for us in particular say for example right red hood one of the manga that we've been talking about lately a lot of us love it a lot of us enjoy it and we're really wanting it to succeed over here in the west however japan hasn't been looking too fond of it right if there is an even split overseas in terms of sales as there are in japan like let's just say japan is doing 50 million a year overseas is doing 50 million a year that would automatically give us enough power and enough voice for shonen jump to look and say Oh shit, so they really like Red Hood over there. Maybe Japan ain't rocking it, but we could keep on pushing it. And if enough people support it, it'll get to a point where Japan can latch on. Or if it doesn't even work out in Japan, either way, it'll be a massive success over there. That is very important, and I would love for that to happen within the next 10 years. That we have more power, more of a say-so. You see that little by little, they've been catering to us more. Where they're doing worldwide popularity polls, opposed to the exclusive Japan-only popularity polls. They've been doing little things. I mean, even the Shonen Jump uh, Jump Force video 
video game that came out they kind of were catering more towards the west by having death note play a big part in it because the west loves them some death note so they're seeing the value little by little of outside of japan if something like that happens it'll be a game changer we won't have to deal with any more hungry joker situations sensei no bolge situations uh iron knight situations like there's so many things that can change and i hope so like shout outs to these services because ever since the big launch of these i've really tried to stay faithful to well why am i going to read it illegally when in another day or two all the chapters and perfect translation or at the very least some really good translation are going to be available right here one app click boom done so that's why i really stick with them and also to support these authors and yada 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 so shout outs to these services i really like them i think this is a great step in a new direction 10 years ago we had access to none of this and none of this seemed like it was even possible nowadays with the digital era things is changing next up all baki the grappler fans there's a ton of baki updates here it says baki will celebrate its 30th anniversary in the upcoming weekly shonen champion issue 44 of 2021 that'll be out september 30th and with it will be it'll have the cover of the magazine it'll have color pages an interview between kisuke itagaki and rumiko takahashi and a tribute manga by kengan ashura's authors which i always thought kengan ashura like i thought like is it a part of baki or something but yeah the 30th anniversary for baki that's that's pretty dope that's probably why we're getting that anime that i want to say is it going to be on netflix yeah i believe it was announced exclusive to netflix that's probably why they're doing that like 30th anniversary let's freaking go it's crazy that baki is still going like when i started getting into this youtube stuff and heavy talking about anime back in like 2010 baki was a big deal you know people would always talk about man baki's so on the radio and shit like that we're 2021 and people still talk about baki and baki is still going shout outs to that author and shout outs to baki the grappler muscles still exist fam <laughs> next up we got a little update on ayakashi triangle it says the first character popularity poll results in issue number 42 and i have no idea who any of these characters are although they do look similar to two love rue characters the cat looks kind of cool uh yeah oh my god <laughs> yabuki has not changed from his two love rue days just looking at some of this fan service although number nine kind of looks a little bit lord reze from uh chainsaw man so i rock with whoever is number nine there also number four has a really dope character design number five looks like uh the cat from uh, daruma from samurai 8 and yeah just a whole bunch of fan service and some of it looks a little gross to me to be honest with you just a little bit gross for what you're doing there yabuki but yeah if you're an ayakashi triangle fan popularity poll for the first one are in okay people next up so we got the latest cover for the upcoming volume of jujutsu kaisen volume 17 and on it is one of the members of the zenin clan and i don't want to really give into spoilers on who this is but it's a member of the zenin clan that's all you need to know and apparently a lot of fans because i'm looking at a tweet right here that had thousands of likes on it uh, are very pissed off because and i 100 agree with them that should have been maki I, I guess they want to avoid a certain spoiler by not having Maki on there, although they could have had Maki like, I, I don't know, in a certain position, I guess you could say, to avoid a certain spoiler. But nevertheless, like alone, this one says, this should have been Maki. We were robbed, robbed. And I completely agree. Maki is my favorite female character in Jujutsu Kaisen, hands down, where the manga's at right now. Anime, it hasn't happened, the greatness of Maki just yet. Like, Maki's still great, but not as great as she ultimately becomes. And I wish that that was Maki on the cover. The only reason I could imagine is the fact that, well, two reasons. One of which is that they probably don't want a spoiler. Two, 
maybe it's because they don't want to put like a female on the cover Jujutsu Kaisen probably has a big male audience fan base opposed to like My Hero Academia that has a big female fan base so it's a different story maybe that's why I don't know because like that's a devious cover yo he's like pouring blood down his head over here a christian family would go nuts like don't read this shit you know what i'm saying so yeah um it should have been maki hands down i mean don't get me wrong it's still gonna sell like hotcakes it's gonna be huge all of that jazz should have been maki on that cover hands down okay people next up we got the weekly shonen jump author comments let's start off with the first comment from the author of P P P P P P Mapolo 3. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for giving me this chance to have a series. I'm so happy and I'll do my best. And why is there, you know, picture? Normally, you know, every manga, they have like a picture next to them. Theirs is for the symbol that goes Po. Oh, okay, Mapolo 3. Po. Makes sense. Yeah, I, I took a look a little bit of it. They had like a, a motion comic version of it on the Shonen Jump uh, YouTube channel. It looks alright. I've heard some good things to be honest with you. I might give it a shot. I don't know. Yuto Suzuki, author of Sakamoto Days, said, I got another canker sore. It's the worst when it's under your tongue. I better get my medicine. Oof. Best wishes to you, fam. Boichi of Dr. Stone said, They say life is full of mountains and valleys, but I think there are only a few mountains. Author of The Elusive Samurai, Yusei Matsui, said, I bought an air mattress a year ago, and it's already leaking. Every night before bed, I have to run the air pump. I hate that shit, bro. I hate air mattresses that do that. Ooh. Marshall Magic and Muscles, Hajime Komodo said, It is cooling down. Good thing for a full belly. Fall is approaching. Yes, fall is almost here. Halloween is time to cosplay like a motherfucker, baby. Let's go. Cosplay season is here. Yuki Kawaguchi, author of the Hunter's Guild Red Hood, said, I signed up for Spotify. I'm listening to tons of anime songs from a little while ago. Well, if you signed up for Spotify, whether it be Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, go check out For Never News. We're on there right now. You can listen to all the episodes, every episode I've ever uploaded of for never news is available on there go listen in it's a great time you maybe you don't got time to watch the video maybe you just want to put the phone down listen in i got you covered for never news yeah my hero academia author kohei horikoshi said sorry for missing last week it's okay man get your rest it's no problem at all author black clover yuki tabata said thank you so much to mr w and gotoge san for the super delicious fruit they're doing my body good an amazing fall has begun oh shouts to if that's the same gotoge uh, that does demons there koyaharu gotoge shout outs to them i don't know who mr w would be but shout outs to them too and shout outs to yuki tabata uh gege akutami author of jujutsu kaisen said this week i accidentally had the same exact panel layout for the right and left pages in a spread but it's probably not the first time don't worry about it you make great shit don't don't stress too much gege enjoy relax do your thing and yeah people i think oh and we got yoshifumi tozuka author of undead unluck it was fun drawing fuko from the past with long hair for the first time in a while it's already been a year and a half since then a year and a half time flies fam time flies and yeah people those are the weekly shonen jump author comments from the latest issue of jump for the most part a, a lot of noise info and lastly people this shit knocked my socks off i was completely flabbergasted when i saw this so the ratings for the viewership for the latest week of anime episodes anything anime related are in 
and you're not even gonna believe this fam so demon slayer they did some recap airings of some of the anime stuff over there on tv in case you don't know re-airing stuff over there on japanese tv is a huge deal it's like a celebration it's an event they don't really normally do that so like if you missed the initial broadcast either buy the dvds blu-rays when they come out and they're like super ridiculously expensive like 350 dollars for 12 episodes or you're kind of screwed well they re-aired some demon slayer stuff and oh my god i'm gonna put it to you in perspective right the latest episode of one piece did a 4.3 average household rating right which puts it always in the top 10 likewise with detective conan it is a 6.9 and it's one of the most viewed anime every single week however the re-airings of demon slayer they did i don't know if they made it like a recap event with like some extra stuff or whatever but to put into perspective demon slayer came in one and two with the airings that they did they did demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba asakusa arc and then Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba Bonds of Siblings, which again, I want to say is just re-airings of the anime episodes. And they did 13.4 and 13.3 a piece, which basically you compare that to one piece. That's what? Nine point more? Yo, I gotta lie. Shonen Jump and Shueisha absolutely got to be aware that now if they wanted to end One Piece tomorrow, if Oda wanted to say, I don't give a fuck no more, I want to relax, my bones hurt, they very well can, and all they got to do is, hey, uh, One Piece is ending next week, but Demon Slayer got a new manga coming, taking place from where the last one left off, or yada yada yada. Nothing changes, in fact, probably Jump gets an even bigger boost because of that. Like, this is a demonstration of how popular, how much of a social phenomenon Demon Slayer is. That re-airing episodes defeats everything. New My Hero, New One Piece, all of that shit. They'll mean nothing to Demon Slayer. Insane. Huge. Wow. Like, you don't understand how big this is for anime for Demon Slayer over there in Japan. It is really, really big over there. Like insane and yeah people those are all the stories we've had for today's episode i'm very 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 curious what you guys think for starters the dragon ball super superheroes update that's coming to new york comic-con are you looking forward to that any expectations the jojo's bizarre adventure authors one shot sequel that's being done by the promised neverland artist demisa posca your expectations on that naruto's new form leak originally were you pissed off about it did it do justice in the anime when it actually came out uh chojin x getting officially serialized that's good give it some regularity on its release schedule me and roboco parroting my hero academia oh roboco you could take that gintama throne i'm just saying gintama been done for a while now it could you could get that avenue i don't know about the throne well i'm speaking too much like you could grab the avenue it's free now black clover being one of three including naruto and one piece series to get back-to-back -back covers in the last 15 years of shonen jump the shaman king epilogue the weekly shonen magazine author commons shonen jumps latest volume sales and the top 50 selling manga of the week detective conan volume 100 cover ufotable founder admitting to robbing motherfuckers blind and putting it in a safe at home hikaru no glow's 20th celebration popular anime figure lawsuit to good smile that that's a messy one i ain't gonna lie real real messy uh the demon slayer blu-ray coming over here the demon slayer universal studio event uh the sao movie progressive 
I might check that out. Frieza's Dokkan celebration with the big freaking thing in Tokyo. Like, they, they wildin' over there. Uh, the Manga Plus update about how in 10 years, potentially, overseas financially could kind of even out with Japan. That's really dope. The Baki updates. Ayakashi Triangle's popularity poll. Jujutsu Kaiser fans being upset over Volume 17's cover not being Maki. It should be Maki. I'm just saying. The Weekly Shonen Jump author comments. Demon Slayer's recap ratings being bigger than every freaking anime that released new episodes this week. And your thoughts on any of the stories we covered in today's episode. But that's all I have for this one. Thanks for watching. Hope you enjoyed. If you liked anything I had to say or enjoyed the video, drop me a like. I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you want more from me, make sure to subscribe. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram. Hit that bell to get all notifications and if you want to follow any of my other social media links are in the description below i'm for that world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life boy have an awesome day peace in and you guys just watched another episode of whatever it is have an awesome day <laughs>